Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dirty Cleats Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Dope Cope, and this is where we talk all things football explicitly and with as much bias as you can take. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this goes out to everybody who's been rocking with the show from the beginning and all of you newcomers to the show. Everybody, welcome back. I'm really excited about this episode topic and I can't wait to get into it. But before I do, let's give a round of an applause to D.C., the city of champions. Y'all, we did it. The Nationals. They won the World Series. They did the unthinkable. And I can't believe that we went from the worst record in baseball to start the season. And now we ended it with the ultimate accomplishment, the World Series champions. I'm so excited for them. Okay, so I'm a self-proclaimed hometown hero. And it's been some some long and rough roads and devastating seasons from DC teams and you know all of the teams that are out here out here doing things and I can cheer for you I support all of them and I watch all of them you know you got the caps they just won 2017 the 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 Valor won last year they won the Arena Football League and you got the Mystics who won this year WNBA champions the Nationals beat the Astros. If you haven't heard by now, you must have been sleeping under a rock. We're the World Series champions. DC stands for District of Champions right now. We're killing it. Okay, so let's get into today's topic, which I'm highly qualified to deliver to you all. For those who don't know, I have a doctorate in physical therapy, and I absolutely love discussing anything medical topic related. So today we're going to be discussing CTE, and that's because concussions are a huge risk when it comes to NFL players and really anyone who plays a contact sport like boxers, wrestlers, military personnel. CTE stands for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, and it is defined as an insidious condition featuring brain trauma that is either repetitive, episodic, or from a single precipitating event that leads to the progressive brain neurodegeneration. So what does all of this mean in layman's terms? CTE stems from any type of head impact resulting in degeneration of your brain tissue. Individuals living with CTE presently would exhibit things like behavioral mood disturbances, like during the early part or middle of their lives. And then later in life, they have cognitive impairments. CTE, however, can only be diagnosed and confirmed during an autopsy, meaning anyone that's living, we will never be able to definitively diagnose them. So... Do you guys remember in 2015 when Will Smith played the role of Dr. Bennett Amalu? In this movie, the movie was called Concussion, and it really started to sh- like shed some light on the lethal condition. Dr. Amalu began his research back in 2002 after a very famous NFL player, Mike Webster. He was a former Steeler. He died of a heart attack at the age of 50. So... He had a pretty extensive career. It was 17 years, and a lot 
a lot of people will probably say that was too long, but it was his behavior post-retirement that led Dr. Amalu to do his in-depth autopsy, not only on his body, but on his brain. So after retirement, Webster suffered from things like amnesia, depression, dementia, and muscle and bone pains like that, stuff like that. He lost all of his money. He got divorced. He forgot how to eat. And he slept in his truck. So his teammates like Terry Bradshaw offered to pay for, you know, housing for him. The Rooney family, they they paid for his hotel room for many months. Um, They owned the Steelers. And our Mike Webster would just disappear without contact for months. And his behavior was completely erratic. So this is what led the doctor to do this autopsy, like really look at his brain. And when he did, he found that there was like no shrinkage, like you found in Alzheimer's. There wasn't any contusions or, you know, brain bruises like you find in dementia. And so he did, when he cut it open though, he found a lot of like brown and red splotches everywhere. These are known as tau proteins. And basically what they do is fuel the progression of dementia. And they slowly spread and they kill brain cells. So once Dr. Amalu found this, he published an article in the Journal of Neurosurgery. And that's really when the condition became pretty widespread. So I was first introduced to the condition while I was in PT school at Hampton. And I decided to highlight this condition during this episode because of the prevalence of concussions just during this 2019 NFL season. Just in the preseason alone, the rate of concussions went up 44% this year. So, and that is really what is a primary risk, risk factor for the development of CTE. Repetitive head trauma causes the brain to accelerate and decelerate, which leads to what we call a coup countercoup injury. This is this just means that after head trauma, there's injuries on both sides of the brain. On the same side as the injury, as well as on the opposite side of the brain. Your brain really isn't stabilized within the skull. It's like suspended in fluid. And it really just kind of floats there for the most part. So any force that's significant is going to cause the brain to bounce around. This is, you know, the brain, and and especially if brain trauma is handled improperly with inadequate recovery periods, because that chronic inflammatory process lays the framework for CTE. The NFL has done some things to change Um, what's going on with concussions because they have a very um, hefty lawsuit out from ex-players claiming that, you know, they didn't have adequate recovery period times or they didn't even, you know, it wasn't an option for them to be out like it is now. Um, So they've changed rules. They banned certain equipment such as helmets and things, specific helmets, but the frequency of concussions continues to happen. Now, I love football just as much as the next guy. And for the past two months, I've been putting out podcast episodes about the NFL every week. But this is a huge problem. And 
you know, we need to start talking about it. The biggest person that I can think of who is uh, shining some light on the condition is Aaron Hernandez. So everyone remembers this guy. He was 27 when he passed away. And the researchers said that his brain showed the most severe case of CTE ever in that age group. His brain was comparable to people 20 plus years older than him. Okay, so he was a titan for the New England Patriots and before before he ran in with the law because he got arrested in 2015 on murder charges. Yeah, and he allegedly murdered another NFL player, Odin Lloyd. 90 minutes later, the Patriots dropped him. And he was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life without parole. So two years later, Aaron Hernandez hung himself. And they did an autopsy on his brain. And they said that the findings were astonishing because they had never seen anything like it. He had large holes in his brain. The shrinkage that he had was, he had shrinkage and he had an assortment of dark spots, which are those tau proteins I mentioned earlier. And they had seen nothing like this before in a person so young. So there's no doubt that he definitely had, you know, some some symptoms from that during his life. And it sucks that someone's, someone else's life was claimed because of it, partly. Okay, so guys, here's where the problem lies for me. Because another reason why I wanted to talk about this is because of when these things start to happen. So the ages of youth football youth tackle football coincide with the framework for your like peak neurodevelopment. And in recent studies that they've done with NFL players, they did a study and out of 111 players brains, uh, there were 111, there were 111 NFL players brains that they examined. 110 of them showed signs of CTE. That means only one out of that sample did not. And in kids who start tackle football younger than 12, they show increased odds for neuropsychiatric and executive impairments. And this is all from like self-reported measures. Those and those living NFL players who began playing younger than 12 years old, they show in a, they show double the risk for worse cognition later in life. Right now, you have, I don't know, maybe like 15 people out on injuries related to concussions. And that even, that's that's a pretty high number. And it goes up pretty much every week. You got some of my Redskin players right now are out. There, I think, are three in, three Redskins players out for concussions right now. And, you know, one of them is Jordan Reed. I feel like he's very injury prone. And concussions, this isn't the first time that he's been out for that. And so you really have to look at um, – you really have to look at the position that a person plays – 
I think that matters. Um, obviously, the kickers and the punters aren't going to be at a, a huge risk for concussions unless they're trying to throw a mean block and they get laid out. But when you have DBs and you have linemen, running backs, they lead the pack when it comes to concussions. And tight ends also because they get hit also. And they get hit probably harder than your average wide receiver. So it is an, it is a huge issue, and I think that there is more that can be done, and the NFL is probably trying to do the best that it can because of the lawsuit that's out here with hundreds of players' names on it. Big names, too, you know. I mean, you have Brett Favre, who came out after he retired the second time, and said how he played through a lot of concussions and, you know, didn't want to come back because of it, didn't want to have that be an issue. And he had, uh, he was on pills and stuff. He was addicted and it was, it was crazy. But I want to continue to do topics like this. If there's any that people want to send me for um, research, I'm totally interested. I had fun. Uh, looking up this topic and doing some some newer research from even like within the last two to three years. Um, so I'm going to put up a reference list if anyone wants to read more about it. You can find it on my website, dirtycleatspodcast.com. And you already know where to find this podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Dirty Cleats Pod. Keep your cleats dirty. Peace.